Welcome to the unlucky 13th uh, episode of the Game 4 podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing, because of all the upcoming holiday travel and stuff that very many of us will be doing, tabletop gaming on the road. Uh, I am Adam. I'm Matt. And we are part of Milk Can, and we make Game 4. Game 4 is a app for connecting tabletop gamers. It's for iOS, it's for Android, it's also on the web. And it is designed to help you be able to find events and stores and groups and clubs and, and other players and conventions in your, and, and conventions and in yep. your in your local area. Yep, free to use. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just gotta adjust my microphone. Touch. All right, there we go. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what have you been doing since the last episode? Uh, I finally got my D and D on last night. So. Oh, I see. What you're lots saying. Yeah, of yeah. D and D. Yes. Uh, so I uh, had picked up a lot of stuff in the past like two weeks since mm -hmm. our last session. Um, specifically from like Game Holcon and uh, some Kickstarters, so right, you got that cool map. Yeah, thing. the immersive battle maps from uh, Yaro Studios, Y A R R O mm -hmm. Studios. Um, about thirty different uh, maps that have the one inch grid already on them. But it look, um, they're like in a cool book. Yeah, there's a book and it opens up and it basically lays flat, uh, pretty much on every page. Uh, looks great. Yeah. Um, it was a little behind, uh, not because of the publisher's fault at all. Uh, it was, a shipping, thing, it was it? shipping and uh, distribution issues and stuff like that. But uh, to their credit, uh, they've been awesome with giving communication to the community and uh, even uh, giving some uh, like free PDFs and stuff for upcoming Kickstarters and everything else. So mm -hmm. uh, amazing Kickstarter. I would definitely uh, recommend uh, supporting them going further. I think they've got like a sci-fi version coming out. Next. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then uh, I got... Uh, Templates for 3D printed templates for like uh, spell effects and, and yeah stuff area like of effects that. and stuff that that works and that worked remarkably well. Um, we, we picked those up. Well, you picked those up when we were at um, Game Game Hole. Con yeah, a couple like weeks ago. Ten for five bucks or something. Was and they're just like little like blue, aren't they blue? Yeah, they're yeah the ones blue. I picked were blue, but yeah. yeah, they were yeah like the different rectangles for like a five foot radius or 10 foot or, or like a cone, a cone. effect yeah. yep it was, yeah so and you just lay them down on the mat and then yeah. see exactly where the spell is and where it isn't which right. is really cool yeah it's been it was it worked really really well yeah. um and then i picked up a bunch of cards from uh, nord games they have uh like luck dice and critical hit and critical miss decks and stuff like that oh cards uh, yeah just to kind of give you a little bit more flavor on your 20s and ones yeah so, yeah so we tried that out um we're still kind of trying to figure out if we'd like it, uh, if it, if it overcomplicates or slows down combat too much or not. Right. So we're still on the fence about that. I think the cards in, are very nicely done. Mm -hmm. The quality is, is great. We're just not sure if it works with our style yet or not. So uh, we're going to try it out some more. But yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. How about you? Uh, I have not been doing much of anything, honestly, other than cleaning and organizing the basement. Um. Uh, on the notes here, it says that's a strange hobby. It says sad face emoji. Yeah, no, it's a it's a crap hobby. Honestly, it's not great. Um, I I've decided that I need to get things in the basement organized and cleaned. Uh, we've been living in the house almost ten years, and so it's just a situation of if I go downstairs and I work on models and I'm working on miniatures and that kind of stuff or terrain or whatever, I'm not like cleaning anything and it's like the area that i have to actually hobby in is just getting smaller and smaller <laughs> and smaller and smaller and so it, it kind of got to a point where i was i was planning on uh starting it in the new year you know mm -hmm. uh, and, and doing that 
Um, and then, and I talked about this on my YouTube channel just recently, but then uh, my mom fell down and she screwed up her knee, broke her, her femur. And so yeah, and how that was, is she doing now? Um, she's now, they did actually find a break finally. Uh, initially when we went in, they x-rayed her and they're like, well, there's nothing wrong. And then they sent her home. Mm. Uh, well, sent us home. And then it got worse and worse. And then we went back and then they did find actually that she does have a break oh. on her, her femur. It's a, it's called an avulsion fracture. Anyway. So um, now she's at a rehab place uh, doing, uh, you know, being taken care of and doing some physical therapy and all that kind of stuff. And she's got a big, huge brace on her leg because they don't do casts anymore, technically. It's mostly because okay. of it. And the doctor said it was because they uh, weigh too much and you can't clean underneath them. And I'm like, mm. oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So, um, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, so I, I just was like, so I've been trying to, like I've been taking out bags of garbage. And there's not a lot of garbage in there, but there's a lot of, Clutter, cardboard boxes. Oh, cardboard. Mm. So many cardboard boxes. I can't see you having a lot of cardboard boxes. No, yeah, no, there's not. Yeah, not a ton of them here at the <laughs> office either. No. But yeah, so it, it's a, it's a lot of that, and me trying to figure out ways to put up more shelving so I've got more places to keep things, as mm-hmm. opposed to just coming down to the basement, going, well, I'll just set this here. You know what I mean? Which right. is what I've been doing for years now. And so I'm trying to fix that up. But I would really rather be building tiny little people and doing that stuff. Yeah. But hopefully, I can start doing it again soon. It's the um, dark side of the ho- of the hobby. It is dark. It is. It's not. It's not the fun <laughs> part. Definitely for sure. Um, well, we hope your mom feels better soon. And yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, she'll probably be there for a couple of weeks at the very least, maybe a bit longer. Yeah. So okay. But yeah. Um. So yeah, but uh, talking about family and talking about travel and mm-hmm. stuff like that because it's just about Thanksgiving. Or uh, just after for Mr. the Canadians. I believe. Right. The Canadians have theirs in October. Yep. Uh, early October, I think. And then, um, you know, Christmas and that, right. all that kind of stuff, you know, uh, whether you... And New, New Year's uh, and... Right. I mean, whether you really celebrate that Hanukkah. stuff or not. Yeah, Hanukkah, all that kind of stuff. This, the end of the year seems to be for us. Right. Uh, like in China, it's more of a February thing. Right. With the Chinese New Year, and that's a whole different story. But I don't know that right. we yeah, necessarily have year, a lot of Chinese listeners. Year, year round, but. I don't know. Maybe we do. Yeah. I haven't seen any in mm. the uh, analytics. But no. nonetheless... There's a lot of travel that's going to be going on. And so because of that, um, we wanted to talk today kind of quickly about traveling with your hobby, traveling with games, traveling mm-hmm. with... Um, and we want to talk about all the different types, you know, as far as all the different genres. Right. They're Each all a little different. Mm-hmm. Kind of has their own thing. Yep. Um, so okay. there's really mainly two main ways. To travel. To travel. I mean, in this situation, that I guess, that we're going to talk about. Right. And that's ground and that's air. So you may right. be driving, you may be taking a, 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 a train, mm-hmm. uh, but that's still very different for the most part than going by air. Right. Um, have you traveled by, have you had to travel by air for family stuff much? Um, not recently. Family's starting to get to that size where it's it's almost prohibitive to fly, so... Oh, your With immediate family, family. Yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And That's then a good point. most of our families within the you know a drivable distance. Yeah, so. yeah. No, that's true. Uh, but apparently, my brother is possibly getting married in the foreseeable future, mm-hmm. and they're doing a destination wedding, so they'll be traveling there. Oh, for sure. So fun. by air. Where's that going to be? Uh, someplace warm, I think. Well, what that I was, would be better than told. say yeah. someplace cold, I guess. I yeah, no, not Siberia. No, no. Siberian we- weddings this year. Yeah, that seems like a bad idea. But so when you are traveling by air, um, 
obviously space is at a medium or pr- premium. You have right. like you know only so many bags you can carry on and weight and all that kind of, yeah, and weight as well. Um, you know, we've done a little bit of that with um, when traveling to shows. Like we bring along, like we you know bring extra bags and keep our our marketing stuff and all that jazz right. in there. Like I this year when we go to the Gamma Trade Show. We're probably gonna have to ship that uh, that big thing, yeah, with all the, with yeah. the backdrop and all that stuff. That's that's kind of a deal. So, um, but yeah, so if, for those of you who aren't having to ship anything giant to go to where <laughs> you're going, uh, but you still want to take some games, you still want to take something that makes you happy that way. There are kind of different uh, ways to do it now, like like travel games. Nah. Yeah, they're 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 usually not. You know, big. there are a lot of travel games out there. They're like, oh, Travel Monopoly or Travel mm. Connect Four and stuff like that. And that's they basically take games that are not usually great to begin with and make them somehow a little bit worse. Yeah, to some degree, they make them a bit smaller. They make them. I mean, I understand. Like, if you're in the car for a long time and you and your your siblings really mm-hmm. love, sorry, I guess maybe be able to find <laughs> uh, travel sorry so that the pieces don't go all over the place. Right. That's maybe, but. In general, we're not talking about something you're playing while traveling, particularly. Right. We're talking about, like, you're taking it to the place you're mm-hmm. going. Mm-hmm. And it may not even be for family. You know, you right. may be just going to, you'd be going to a convention. Or you're working. Or you could be going for work, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. But um, the travel versions of games that you do see sometimes, like at the big box stores, like your Targets and your Walmarts and stuff like that, are not great, in my opinion. And right. they're also generally aimed at the very mainstream right type games you don't see i don't know is there a travel settlers of Catan? honestly that game there might be there might be um there's so many versions of it but i don't know i didn't look into that probably pandemic too mm. when we talk about pandemic's well, actually a pretty small box we're actually going to talk about that um okay. so small card games are a great thing to bring when you are uh going to be traveling if you want to be playing some games and they can be anything from something that's a little bit more kind of pseudo collectible like we we like to play um key forge key forge yep so that's like because you're not having to bring a huge deck or a right. deck box too much even necessarily you can bring you throw into your luggage right, a couple of decks of key forge there's 36 cards per deck right like you're pretty much done you should be able to bring yeah a couple of small decks they're smaller than a normal playing card deck right because if normal playing card deck is 52 or 54 52 okay well 54 if you count jokers oh yeah good point yeah so, um, you know, that's a that's an, a relatively easy thing to chuck into your luggage or backpack, your carry-on, as it were. Uh, also, um, Coup, which is mm. a great game for a bunch of players, whereas like... Like social deduction, yeah. Uh, a key, a key Forge is pretty much a one-on-one. Right. But you can play Coup with maybe five or six, I think. Yeah, I think so. Something like that. I think that's so many. Um, uh, one of our favorites, Sparkle Kitty. Ooh. <laughs> So uh, several years back, we were at a, a convention in Milwaukee, and we played. Um, we were in the it was in the evening, and there was a games library, and we were trying to just find different games to play. And somehow we ended up it was you and me and Jason, and we started playing Sparkle Kitty. Well, I think it was kind of going on because so there's a slot machine in uh, Reno called uh, Kitty, Kitty Glitter. Glitter. Yes. yes. When we were in Reno for the um, convention, for the uh, g- Gamma convention, there right. was this like single slot machine that was called Kitty Glitter, which Had Jason's of cats. wife really was enjoying yes. playing. Yes, and it just became kind of an end joke. So I think that was what made us go, ooh, Sparkle Kitty, here Right, we go. yeah, it just kind of triggered and something. Then, and it was actually a pretty f- sort of fun we game. We actually had a lot of fun. The artwork that. was really cool and stuff like that. But again, it's like a small kind of deck kind of card game something mm-hmm. that's not going to take up a ton of space which i think is really useful um so yeah those types of small card games 
or dice games even. Mm-hmm. Um, bang the dice game. Like yep. there's bang the card game, which can come frequently in a larger container, right. but the dice game is actually quite yeah, small. Yeah, that's really small. Uh, Roll for it by Calliope Studios mm-hmm. is a favorite amongst uh, my wife's family. I and I bought a copy of it at some show, and then I brought it uh, over one time for something to at the at the family on my on my wife's side, and we sat down and played. And that's a game that I think personally appeals to both the people who are used to normal kind of games. Uh, and then also people who are used to maybe slightly more, um, I don't know what the word is. Like you've got your, your, your sorry and your life and right, stuff like more that. Right, chance, you, like yeah, push your luck. Yeah, because it's got a, a, a chance kind of thing because you're rolling dice, but then there's also strategy about like, well, I'm going to hold on to this one. And it, if you, like, honestly, if you understand Yahtzee, it's like, it's like super Yahtzee a little bit, mm-hmm. but still I think enjoyable from a person's standpoint mm-hmm. where I'm like, I'm not interested in playing Yahtzee, you know? Right. Um, and then there's like other board games, which are not dice games or card games specifically. They're a little bit more board oriented, but they just come in a smaller, easily stowable box, mm-hmm. you know, bring like a, just a, like one less set of underwear. You don't need all that underwear. And then no, throw you in can, a, you, you turn, just, you just you turn, it, yeah, exactly, turn, turn it inside out. Uh, and then you can bring along something like uh, pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's a, we've got actually a copy of that here in the office and that's got a really surprisingly kind of small box. That was a, yeah. Um, uh, Machi Koro, which I think I might be pronouncing properly. Yep, that's that's also enough. that's not so much like a thin box, but it's um, uh, more squarey. Yeah. Well, but it's like yeah, it's still compact. small, it's yeah. compact. Whereas like the pandemic box is a bit bigger. It's maybe eight by ten roughly, but it's yeah. real thin. It's right. surprisingly thin. It's only box. like a couple of stacks of paper. Yeah. And that's the thing is when you're when you're lugging these things around and trying to travel and go places, I think it's a smart idea to bring something that's going to take up a lot right. less space if you can. Right. Um, yeah, and then another strategy for like board gamers that I, I've heard what works well is that a lot of your games have kind of common components. So yeah, yeah. You know, a lot of games have some kind of money or some kind of uh, tokens, sure. uh, you know, dice, all that stuff. You know, you don't have to have fifty six different meeples from fifty six games. Right. You could, you know, kind of part those out and just bring the boards. Mm-hmm. You know, the separate boards, and then kind of you know, and any kind of specific pieces. But for the most part, you could actually kind of pare everything down for it yeah depending on the game and the size and all that kind of stuff as long as you are smart about it and maybe put the pieces in separate like little ziploc bags which i have a tendency to do on the few very few board games that i do anyway Mm -hmm. um you could actually mix a couple of board games into a single box and then that's saving you space as well you know you'll want to probably track what you did but so you can put them back but yeah well, yeah, that's why I set keep things separate. Yeah, yeah with the ziplocs. But when they they might get combined when you're playing. Oh yeah, yeah, no, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Uh, labeling, I think, would probably be pretty smart mm-hmm. in that situation. Basically, any kind of uh, board game that is going to have basically like no miniatures or mm-hmm. or almost no miniatures is something that usually is in a small enough box that's easy enough to travel with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, those types of things are things to think about. Um, and to be perfectly honest, there are plenty of kind of board games that sometimes you can even just play on your iPad. Mm, yes. You know what I mean? Like it's a game, and I'm not even talking about playing single player. You could play like a bunch of us can be sitting around the table and just be playing on a single iPad. Right. Um, I can't think off the top of my head of one that I know the one that um, I've played in the past is called uh, Neuroshima Hex, and that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I know that there's Ticket to Ride. Ascension's a good one. 
Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can bring uh, 10 boxes or however many boxes of submissions up mm-hmm. to now uh, with just your uh, digital device. Yeah. And I know, like I said, I know Ticket to Ride. I don't know about Carcassonne. Uh, my wife and I used to play Carcassonne a lot on the Xbox, but I don't know that it's I've got on it on iPad. iPad. Do yep. you? Okay. Mm-hmm. And so if you can just kind of sit around and like just those of you being around right. the iPad and be playing the board game, it's kind of cool yep. that way. Um, you can sometimes also, uh, well, we talked about the combining the board game pieces. And um, so, yeah, another thing that about traveling by air, if you're into RPGs, let's say you're going to be getting together with your cousins or whatever, and maybe they already play some RPGs and you guys are going to get together to do some one-shots or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or um, maybe you've been playing on Discord or online, you know, for oh, quite a while, and now you're going to get to play mm-hmm. in person, and that's fun. Um, RPG stuff in general doesn't take up a ton of space. Maybe a couple of books, some right. papers, some dice, that kind of stuff. Yeah, and as long as you don't go whole hog, you know. Right, and like for like my DM stuff, I usually have a lot of that on iPad version as well. Right, yeah, again, that's an easy way to have tons and tons of books and, and, mm-hmm. and, and resources available basically in one very thin little piece of, um, I was going to say silicon, but that's not exactly technically true. But yeah, it's sort of. Um, the issue that I have found <laughs> in my travels recently uh, is that every time that I've been pulled over by the TSA what, trying to go through, um, you know, TSA through security, they have pulled me over when I've had a gaming book in my bag. Yeah, they're very anti-gamers when it comes to just you. I no, I don't think it's. <laughs> I don't think they, they're they're doing it because there's a D and D book in my bag. Or because I've got a, a, a codex for, you know, mm. Warhammer 40,000. I honestly think it's because those books are, are dense. They're very premium material. The, mm. the paper is very thick. And the thing you may not know about, like, fancy, thick, nice, full, glossy color paper is that it's got a high clay content in it. Mm. Um, so when there's a high clay content in each piece of paper, and then you stack a bunch of those pieces of paper together to make a book, Ooh, yeah. Mr. X-Ray does not want to go through that nearly as easily. Yeah, and it probably doesn't look good when it's detecting some kind of like plastic. Well, it's not so much that, although I have been swabbed as well, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, uh, you know, for that. But uh, no, like it's happened to me a couple of times when we were flying out to, were we flying out to Reno last year, 2018? I know I got I got I got pulled aside because I had a, a D and D uh, players man, man or fifth edition. Yeah, that, and that was like the second or third time by, by that point. I thought almost. Well, no, the books that I got pulled over for previously were always um, oh, Codex. Or... Yeah, like I, I like you know the person from the TSA is like digging through my like um, Death Guard like Nurgle yeah. Codex, which is just filled with like horrific images of of of, of terrible diseased you know uh, uh, space marine troopers and whatnot, but. They were, didn't care about that. They were, I think, honestly looking for, I don't know, uh, razor blades, like mm-hmm. slid in between the pages or something. The x-ray just doesn't seem to be able to go through those types of things. And also, I had a deck of, um, and you may get this also with some board game card things too, because again, high clay content. I had that too. I had a deck of um, uh, like campaign cards that go along with 40K mm. in my bag. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, that was a situation. Uh, where they were like they they looked through that too because again I think it was just showing up as just like a white block or black block I don't know on the right. X-ray oh, thing okay. you see what I'm saying yep so that's something to keep track of and, and understand if you're if you know that you are getting you're going to be a little late for your flight or not as early as you ought to be if you're going to be carrying some of these RPG type books understand you may get pulled aside right um, and again that's pretty much just in America I don't know if it's quite as robust of a security measures out yeah. in the other parts of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Wargaming miniatures don't travel by air well unless they're very properly protected. Uh, You know, uh, and again, in this same situation, I've carried miniatures to go places and things like that. And I've used uh, a nice case with, you know, laser cut foam from our, uh, I'm a big fan of battle foam. Mm -hmm. I own a bunch of their stuff. Um, And honestly, they came across and were like, again, it was pulled aside. And when they were opening the package, they were actually looking for the books, the miniatures they didn't care about. Oh, okay. Yeah, because they said, was there anything sharp in here? Well, and I, swords. Well, I wanted to say, and I said yes, and she like looked at me, and I wanted to say, well, it's a chaos army, and but that she wouldn't <laughs> have gotten that. So uh-huh. I was like, well, there's little plastic and metal miniatures in there, and some of them are kind of sharp. Um, and then she looked at them. She like literally like peeled up the the, the top piece of the foam and looked at them and was like, Meh, and then found the book, mm. and then that was what the problem was. Got it. But so your miniatures probably won't, you know trick the TSA or, or, or cause them to like freak out as much as those books might but the traveling with those is and you'd recommend carrying them with you not I have generally had them on my as my carry-on that being said uh, I went to a con well not a convention like a wargaming retreat out in Utah mm-hmm. several years back uh, and I brought a bunch of models that year and some of them I actually had to put in my regular I did have an actual uh, checked bag luggage, like okay. a big hard case. Oh, hard case, yeah. Well, it was a hard case suitcase. It right. wasn't, and so I had my clothes in there and a bunch of other junk. But I also had a foam tray, and there was just a couple of larger models. Mm. But I wrapped them in shrink wrap as well. So okay. I took saran wrap around the foam and wrapped them so they couldn't fall out. I stuffed extra ripped up pieces of foam in there to keep them so they would. And they made it through. But I didn't also. I remember actually being able to being on the side of the plane and being at the window seat and seeing them load the stuff on and my. My big suitcase that I that I only use in certain situations is bright red, mm-hmm. and so I saw them put it on there, but they didn't like chuck it like they do in those videos you see on YouTube <laughs> where they throw like the bags. So I I think that helped. Yeah. Um, but yeah, miniatures are tough, especially especially metal ones because metal ones have a tendency to have more mass mm-hmm. when they're thrown around, and then the glue uh, connections can be a little bit more brittle. Uh, so, what about uh, like hobby tools? Uh, again, relating to to miniatures and stuff, yeah. Um, like if I'm uh, want to go paint, well, like if you're going to be like going someplace for business and you need to sit and paint, for yeah, because you're in, right, in right, a right, hotel right. room, at yeah, night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've got a, a good friend, and she's she does the same thing quite quite frequently. Um, yeah, it, it's like exacto blades are kind of the big issue. Oh, um, yeah. larger bottles of paint can cause trouble sometimes too. Mm. because they've got that thing about the certain a certain amount of fluid. Right. Again, I, that may have changed recently. Like they don't yeah. bust you so much for having a shampoo that's too big or whatever. Um that being said, I always take the small travel size stuff, but like mm-hmm. I don't I wouldn't carry a big bottle of paint on the road. There would be no reason to. I would have right. smaller bottles in okay. general. But uh yeah, the Exacto blade parts the hardest, so you're going to need to keep track on that. Um some people have like the way that exacto blades work, uh, some people will take the, the blade and they will actually turn it around, you know, because it, it goes oh, in yeah, backwards, right. yeah, yeah. and then you screw at the back of the thing. You get the little twisty mm-hmm. thing at the back that tightens it down. So people will loosen it up, take the blade out, slide it back in, put it in point first, mm. and then on the X-ray, it doesn't show like it has a blade specifically. It, yeah, it doesn't look so threatening, maybe. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, um, but there are a lot of little tools sometimes. Excuse me. Little um, nippers, as they're called, mm. for cutting the uh, plastic the off sprues. of the sprues. Yep. Those can also sometimes be uh, problematic. So, 
keep that in mind uh, when you're traveling by air. All of these things, uh, it's just much more difficult to travel by air and do these things uh, than it is, say, by car. So if you are traveling by car or potentially, like if you're going by a train, again, you have a limitation. Right. Like with the amount of stuff you can bring, kind of like you do in air travel. But you don't have the, like... Not generally the weight and as much of a size, depending on what you're, how you're traveling. Well, also, like, the danger thing. Like, they don't think you're going to try to take over the whole train with an X-Acto knife. You know what I mean? Like, they're not looking for the... Like, I don't think you get... I've never been on a train to travel someplace, like, in America, like Amtrak or whatever. But I don't think you go through a metal I've detector. Been, no, I've, I've been on Amtrak. No. Nope. Yeah, no. So, in that situation, that's not a, an issue. If you want to bring... Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't whatever, bring... D D books. Don't bring out the knife on the train. Yeah, I could see that being a problem. Sure. But uh, yeah, if it's in the bag, it's I. I don't think that. Yeah, no, I can understand that. Um, but traveling by car, where it's your vehicle that you get to drive, and nobody gets to X-ray you while you drive it, as mm. far as you know. Um, bigger box games are easier to bring on the ground, and but again, space may be a, a premium at the holiday destination when you get there. Oh yeah. So if it is a holiday situation, you want to bring. What's a big game? Uh, Twilight Imperium? Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you wanted to bring Twilight Imperium, let's say you and your cousins or nephews or whatever love to sit down and play a good six-hour game of Twilight Imperium, mm. you're going to have to make sure you've got some space to play it at. You can't just be uh, like, we're going to take yeah. over the dining room table because they're going to be like, well, the turkey's got to go on yeah, soon and all that jazz, right? Right, yeah, like your your risk, your uh, access and allies, like giant combined game. They oh, yeah, just the length of it and the, and the space it takes up. And the amount of time before you're you're mm-hmm. able to clean up. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's something to also consider. That's why smaller games in those situations might also be really helpful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Uh, it's easier to bring miniatures, obviously, by ground travel because there's not T- TSA you, agents you can and there's control, not yeah. baggage handlers throwing your stuff around. Um, and the hobby tools are also... Like if you... like. I have a portable nerding kit is what I refer to it mm. as, and I made a video about it years and years ago on my YouTube channel about, like, when you want to go someplace, those little, like, those little like, clear plasticky kind of clamshell style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, people use them in, in crafts, and they have little uh, compartments. You open it up, and there's a bunch of little yeah, compartments. Yeah, or, like, fishing lures. Yeah, yeah, for fishing lures, you see them at the, you know, yeah, definitely tackle places and stuff like that. That's a great thing to be able to put a bunch of different parts in, some tools in it, all that kind of stuff. I always also throw in a rolled up, um, like I take a, a, like a T-shirt that I'm not using anymore, mm-hmm. and I cut just like the front or the back off of it. Oh, to show off the guns. No, not the sleeves. I cut, oh. off, I cut off the the front or the back and then use that like almost oh. like an apron. Okay. So I can roll it up real small, fit it into one of the slots across, let's like, say, the top of the thingy. Yep. And then when I get to where I'm going, I can unravel it and put it on my lap. So as I'm cutting and sanding and shaving, oh. all the bits fall onto the cloth thing. Look at you. And yeah. then I'm not getting it all over grandma's house or whatever. You know what I mean? What a good um, boy. I know. Well, that's, yeah. So something like that bringing along if you want to, like my wife loves to knit. And Lord knows at some point this holiday we'll be sitting and, uh, uh, you know, at over at her, at her mom and dad's place and everyone will be talking and having a good time and she'll be knitting while she's doing it. And there's no reason that I can't just be sitting there working on a model or something mm. at the same time. I mean, I, I'm not going to sit and paint probably necessarily, but I can easily be building. Oh, I think you should bring out the airbrush. And- <laughs> yeah, that'll go over super well. <laughs> um, Rattle cans. Right, yeah, yeah. 
be spraying some dull coat in the house that, 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 that'll <laughs> definitely, definitely make everybody happy. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's kind of a thing like, you know, you can, uh, you can do something like that and it's a little bit easier to do when you're ground traveling as far as that kind of stuff is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, your RPG books and all that kind of jazz are not even an issue no, when you're ground you traveling. You can bring your minis and stuff there. Probably. Yeah. I mean, to some degree, I mean, it's probably unlikely you're going to bring like, a Probably not five thousand dungeon tiles, and right? Stuff like that. You know, yeah. and I'm, yeah, you might bring a mat. Maybe it depends on your. Car. Honestly, that book thing that you oh, got yes. that would be perfect. Yes, you know, because it's a book, it closes up, and it's a big book, but still, it's, yeah. You, I saw a few that uh, were have put it in their traveling DM kit. Yeah. Oh yep. yeah. Well, mm-hmm. that totally makes sense. No, that's a really super, super smart idea. Um, as far as magic cards and things like that, uh, I wouldn't bring a ton of magic cards with you on a plane. When you travel by ground, I think you can bring more. Certainly. Oh, yeah, you I should mean, be able to. It depends on how big car, your but, car is, I suppose. You know, bring enough to share. Yeah. That's kind of the thing that I've seen people do sometimes if they're like, let's say you're going and you're going to go uh, home and visit some, some family or whatever. you got cousins and things like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe they used to play Magic and they don't anymore or they never played it too much or whatever. Right, right, right. Like doing a... Uh, some people call it a pauper draft okay. where like you can't have any like rare cards in there, mm. uh, but just a, a deck draft anyway. Like if you're the person who's the big magic player in your household or, or it could be Pokemon or whatever, mm-hmm. I suppose, but magic is kind of the big one. You could bring, they, sometimes I've heard it also called as a cube draft too, which is basically like a certain amount of cards that you bring together and then you draft them. So then that way it's not like I'm going to bring my deck and I'm going to give you some sort of crap deck and then just crush on you. Instead, what I'm going to mm-hmm. do is I'm going to bring a bunch of cards, and then we're going to get all set up, and then we will draft them where we kind of pass the cards around, and okay. you go, oh, no, I don't want that one. Yeah, I do want this one or whatever. And we build our decks, and that's mm-hmm. part. That's like part one of the game. And then part two is the actual playing. Um, so bringing a bunch of cards, however you bring them for that kind of thing, could definitely make a fun uh, situation, a fun game for multiple, you know, yeah, you can, you could nephews, keep, cousins, Yeah, right, you could get... Get more people into the hobby. Yeah, absolutely, which we want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it is also, I think, where are we at? I think it's important also to, I think it's important to know your audience. That's a very good point. Kind of like you were talking about the uh, your codex, the kind mm-hmm. of sketchy pictures. Probably not something to leave sitting on an open table. Sure. Right. Yeah. And we do have that issue, obviously, with um, you know, small kids, maybe. Well, whatever. yeah, little kids. Uh, you know, there's certain you know types of games that are not great for kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's certain types of games that are not great for adults. Right. You know. Um, there. Yeah. And, and some games that you, yeah, you might like that might offend other people. It's potential, sure. But even then. It might be a game that has absolutely no offense to it at all. Like, there's nobody that would be offended necessarily by Agricola, which I don't know if I'm pronouncing right. It's either Agricola or Agricola. I've never. No, Agricola is right. Agricola. Yeah. That's what yeah. I thought. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I've never played it, but I know it's basically about farming, like yeah, medieval farming. No, it's the, that's the wine one, right? Is that wine? I yeah. Don't know. It's, I, I'm not a big board gamer, but I just no. know it's not about like space or. No ninjas, or you know, what I mean, it's like it's about, it's about. Admittedly, I'm not a big wine growing connoisseur, but okay. but uh, it is an enjoyable game. But okay. yes. at the same time, I would not bring that out to have grandma and a right. bunch of other people play. It is exactly still it's kind of game. a little bit deep. Um, you know, you might 
have some like some younger kids that seem to be definitely seeming to be interested not too young because then you go the other way right but like some teens uh, maybe even early 20s who seem to be interested in tabletop gaming mm-hmm. and then you could be like well this is very popular but it's a right. little bit more in depth and we're going to sit and kind of i'll yeah, show like you how to play it king of tokyo is a good one especially uh, for even younger kids right in that that, situation. Yep. yeah um yeah, when I did, uh, I used to do uh, scout camp. We did a winter camp, so we would, because it's the middle of winter, there's mm-hmm. not a lot to do sure. at, in the evening, so I, we would bring games. Um, so I would bring board games, and I was always trying to find like, the stuff that was age-appropriate, but also wouldn't bore them when they looked at it. So, yeah, the King of Tokyo, seeing giant monsters fighting is oh, yeah. Yeah, easy to teach, uh, quick to play, mm-hmm. and, you know, lots of fun. There's dice rolling and giant monsters. and Yeah, absolutely. I think that yeah, knowing just because it's a game that you like doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be right. a game that y- your family likes. So you kind of have to. I don't. I don't want to say that you need to aim low, but you, when you're dealing with somebody who's newer to the hobby in general or right. has never actually even played in the hobby style games, um, like a lot of my wife's family, like like I said before, we I brought over uh, Let It Roll. And mm-hmm. they enjoyed that quite a bit, and that. But it's it's also like there's not really a theme, mm. you know what I mean? It's right. a it's a dice game, and you have to match some dice and whatever, right. and kind of push your luck, and then get points and whatnot. But it's not just Yahtzee. Mm-hmm. But they love um, oh what the heck is it called? Skip bow. Mm. That's a yeah. Oh yeah, no the, the yeah. Yeah. And um and and games like that, yep. like very general oh, yeah. kind of like card and games and things like that, which is fine. That's not for me. I I do like a bit of. Generally, I prefer a little bit of story, a little bit of theme, mm-hmm. a hook of some sort. But that's not necessarily like if you're like, hey, you know, we're going to sit down. I got this great game. You're going to really love it. And then you bring out something from Cool Mini or not like hate. Right. Or, they're um, they're going to so- or they're Rising gonna, Sun. They may gonna, not go well. Right. They're going to make the same sound I just made about Skip Bo. Right. Very possibly. Yes. Like, oh, I mean, like this is right. only going to take probably 45 minutes for me to get you know, teach you so that you can start the first turn. And, right. and that's, yeah, yeah, you're going to lose your audience. You got to know your audience, mm-hmm. I think. I think it's super important. Um, you got anything else about traveling with games and um, going and trying to... Nothing probably new, but just a reminder of, you know, be the ambassador while you're on the holidays. It, yeah, you know, absolutely. Don't go out and try to, you know, destroy your, your nieces and nephews. And <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. When you're teaching somebody, try not to win. You know, I'm not saying you're just going to completely give it up, right? But, but you don't you don't have to use the max min right. ultimate strategy. You know, try something like a new strategy that you haven't tried before, or something fun. You know, and and everybody loves it when you're like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you guys, you can do this, and then you do that to them, and then they die. You know, no one oh, likes that. Yeah, That's actually yeah. not. I was kidding when I said everybody loves it. No, no. So so uh, definitely saying you know saying to your newer players in the family that you're trying to teach, be like, okay, well you could do that. But have you thought about this? And if they tell you, no, I got it, I figured it out, then, you know. Let that, them be. Yeah. Let them be. That's fine. Um, but, yeah, have fun. Have fun gaming. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's it's about trying to, to, to have a good time with your loved ones right. at the holiday and whatnot and all that stuff. Um, and not just sit there and watch football on the TV or whatever. Or right. the uh, Christmas story. Like, there's a channel that just runs at 24 hours. Yes. You can only really watch that once per year, I think. I'm not saying once. I'm just saying once per year. I'm going to give you that. I don't want to watch it anymore at all, personally. I've seen it enough. I, I, I don't get the appeal, but I know there's ones that will watch it repeatedly all day long. As I get older, I 
uh, and I don't even have kids, but as I get older, I, I identify more and more with the dad. Mm. So there's that. I don't know. Yes. But um, I don't know if that's necessarily good. Mm. So, yeah. So holidays, you know, coming up, traveling. Um, be smart with your traveling. Don't, you know, sometimes luggage gets lost. So, mm. you know, again, think about what you're using as carry-on yeah. and what you're or, checking. Or food gets spilled. And yeah, that's also a good point, right. too. Yeah, yeah. so don't, don't bring your collector's box set of ultimates whatever that sure right that you'll be just destroyed if it gets lost someone's going to get cranberry sauce on it or whatever yeah. you know so that's also a potential to think about as well um protector cards games if you can with sleeves all that yeah oh yeah no definitely absolutely um get maybe a festive uh gaming mat for Ooh. your uh, for your magic cards that'd, mm. be, that'd be good something something about santa and i don't know i'm not i don't know enough about uh, magic all right so um yeah so that's pretty much it i hope that uh, people who are going to be traveling for the holiday have a good time and mm -hmm. i hope that you're safe and you keep your games safe and um and maybe teach some family and friends about some new games maybe maybe create some new gamers that'd be pretty cool yeah um we didn't have a question this week uh, or this episode. So if you do have a question, though, uh, that you want us to ask on air or whatever and try to answer, um, definitely reach out to us through YouTube on the comments or through Twitter or through email. Email, yeah, which is a podcast at imgame4.com. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we... If we read your question on the air and stuff, then we'll definitely we'll we'll shoot you a, a free limited edition T-shirt. I know, yeah. There's several of them out there in the wild already. Yes. All right. Well, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Game Four Podcast. If you've got any questions or comments and you're watching on YouTube, please leave a comment below. If you're listening via your favorite podcast player or just aren't into the whole YouTube comment section thing, then you can feel free to reach out to us at email or reach out to us via email at podcast at imgame4.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And lastly, to find out more about the Game 4 platform designed to connect tabletop gamers, please check out our website at www.imgame4.com. That is www.iamgameforo.com. Thanks. Bye.